0: To the e-commerce Australia podcast. Welcome to e-commerce Australia. I'm your host, Ryan Martin, founder of Remarkable Digital. This podcast is aimed at those who have their own online business, e-commerce professionals looking to keep current on the trends, and for anyone interested in learning more about the world of e-commerce. For those of you seeking direct assistance, Remarkable Digital is just a call away. Our mission is to be remarkable, doing great things for great people and great businesses. I understand how much choice you have and how many podcasts are out there, so I'm truly grateful you've tuned in. Please let me know if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like covered. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of E-commerce Australia breaking new ground here this is my first solo episode so they say the definition of insanity is well they say the definition is doing the same same thing over and over again and getting a different result but what I was going for was yeah one of the first signs I think is talking to yourself so uh, I'm surprised it's taken me this long to get to that stage but here we are so I wanted to recap some of the amazing guests that we've had on this year I wanted to go through some of the key takeaways and how you can implement them in your business as well. So first off, I've never asked you this before, but um, if you get a chance and you've liked the podcast episode so far, I'd love it if you can jump on and give me a review or a uh, testimonial or uh, yeah, five-star, whatever it is, if you feel like this podcast has been to any value or you've enjoyed listening to it throughout the year, that would be much appreciated. So let's get into it. Top 10 tips or 10 tips I've learned in no particular order, but just as they uh, come to mind, really. So first tip was from Nick Hinesley. So formerly worked at Lexa when I interviewed him, but he's now with Buyer Circle. But he stated through his time learning with Lexa, if a customer purchases us from you a second time, they are nine times more likely to become a lifetime customer of your brand. This is just an incredible insight from Nick and It goes to show just how much revenue and sales are being left on the table. Whilst we go out and try and find new customers all the time, it is at the expense of working your existing warm database and your loyal customers. So we know on average it costs about five times more to acquire a new customer than it does to keep a a current one. So um, I thought that was really a great insight from Nick. Number two was uh, Anita Sarkar. So Anita spends four hours a day. Not only has she built an amazing business with Hero Packaging, which is having a really positive impact on the environment, she's just one of those ladies. She strikes me as one of those ladies that um, is just high-performing in every area. So she mentioned that she spends up to four hours a day producing content marketing to build her profile. If you jump on her TikTok profile, which is sell anything online, you'll see some of the great tips that she gives. All the while, she has three girls and a a massive family, but also a growing business in Hero Packaging. For her to take time out of her day to take content very seriously, I think it's time that we started doing similar with our businesses as well. So a really good revelation there from Anita. Rachel Hooper from Tall Bob comes up. For point number three for me, so one of the things I think she actually quoted 95% open rate, but it's well established that 90% open rate is kind of the minimum for SMS marketing. So 90% open rate at minimum in under 90 seconds, less than 20% of businesses are utilizing SMS marketing, and that's just through my own observations and um, subscribing to a lot of different e-commerce businesses, hardly are using it. I feel like the gap here must be not knowing how how to implement it. So hit me up if that's um, an area that you're interested in. I can certainly help you put together an SMS campaign. It just, it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. I can't stress that enough. So point four, so Brendan Gillen from the e-commerce factory, he's a brilliant e-commerce coach. He explained the traffic trifecta, and it made a lot of sense to me because I come from a horse racing background, so trifectas are always uh, something that sort of sticks in my mind. But when it comes to the traffic trifecta, he uses the three a formula of like a, a three pronged approach, I guess. So you've got your paid, you've got your earned, and you've got your owned. And for e commerce businesses to be successful, you need to have all three going, you know, fairly well. So paid is obviously social ads, Google ads anything that you're paying to amplify a message. Earned is your organic social, your search engine optimization. so how you rank on the search engines. And earned is anything sort of email or database driven. So if you get all three of those channels working nicely together, then you're probably going to be in a pretty good position. Tip five, Scott Rogers-Jones from Similar Web, really insightful uh, chat with Scott. And the key takeaway I took from this was he highlighted the difference between search volume and search traffic. Now, in fact, 50% of searches don't result in a click at all. So going forward and to try and maximize your efficiency of your campaigns, search traffic might be a better metric to be judging your SEO on. At the end of the day, business owners, we want revenue. We don't really care where we rank, especially if 50% of search receives no clicks at all. So Maybe look at search traffic, which you can get from similar webs platform, as opposed to search volume, because the magic is in the niches, the long tail keywords, and and keywords that actually drive traffic to your website and have a, a positive impact on it, not just some vanity metrics. New versus returning users. Now, this one is a, a huge one for me personally. I'm fascinated by this metric. Every e-commerce brand that I work with, and every e-commerce brand that I talk to they sort of probably don't give this credit they deserve. And if you can take one thing away from this episode, let let it be this, that the more you can get returning users closer to your 30% of total traffic mark, the more profitable your business will be. As I mentioned off the top, we know that acquiring a new customer can cost up to five times more than nurturing an existing customer. Getting them to purchase a second time also makes them nine times more likely to become a lifetime customer. So It's extremely important to nurture people that have already transacted. They've already built, you know, I guess some affinity to the brand. It's more just getting them back and getting them to repurchase. It doesn't have to be the same product. It could be additional products. But getting them back to the website, we know they convert, you know, up to four times as high. So if you look at one metric for 2023 and improving that, your business will be um, much more profitable for it. Tip seven, best practice on social media. So. Alicia Mafadia from The Social Impact and Reels Queen, absolute bundle of energy. Do yourself a favor and follow her on Instagram. She has some awesome content and she made a really great point when I interviewed her. Well, she actually made plenty of great points, but one that comes to mind was around how the social media algorithms actually work and why you need to work with them rather than against them. I.e., they want people to stay on their own platform. So adding a link to your post or sending people off-platform, say to check out a YouTube clip, will not get you the most amount of reach. And it's also why you should use hooks and call-to-actions in your video to keep people watching, spending time on their platform. In doing so, that will help the platform and they'll reward you with more reach through the algorithm. They want more people to spend more time on their platform. It's as simple as that. If you keep that as a lens when you're doing your social posts, You can't go too far wrong. Number eight is shipping transparency. This one, again, is, I mean, they're all really important, but this one is really important. Personally, I see this a lot, a big increase in conversion rate. When I change clients' websites to flat rate shipping where possible or at a minimum, at least make it transparent. So if you can't, if you've got products that can't quite be a flat rate, at least make it transparent. So if you consider... The traditional way of of retail in terms of walking walking in and selecting what you want from a, a bricks and mortar store, you go to the counter and the staff add on an extra $15 fee, it would make you think twice, right? So the same applies online. If you have a really transparent and easy to see, easy to use, customers can factor them to their pricing before they get to the cart. They're far more likely to transact with no surprises. You don't need a hurdle just as they're about to click pay. So try and make it shipping as transparent as possible. Email automation and, um, and user experience or customer experience, I still see a huge opportunity. Sorry, this is tip nine, email automation and user experience. So I still see a huge opportunity for email automation amongst e-commerce brands. So the ability to control each touch point you have with your customer and continue to optimize these flows It stands e-com far beyond in much better light or in much better standing, sorry, than traditional bricks and mortar businesses. And secondary to this, if executed well, you continue to learn more about each customer, which allows you to segment your list more, which you can then send more highly relevant and well-received email and text campaigns, which lead to more returning users to your website. And as I've mentioned, maybe twice, maybe three times on this episode, they convert so much higher and the cost is far less, so more profit. Another point around having well-segmented lists is coming to the exit of your business or sale of your business, if you have a database that has been cleaned regularly, highly segmented, which then equates to higher open rates and higher click-through rates, you'll be far better positioned to realize the most amount of money from that exit or from that sale. And last but not least content it's time people it's time understanding it doesn't have to be you or your face as the brand you could use influencers you could use friends you could just be really specific on the product again alicia from the social co and the social impact and reels queen she helps product based businesses with their reels so maybe give her a call but we need to be doing content marketing end of story With Google rolling out the helpful content update uh, not too long ago, now more than ever, we need to be providing good quality content across social and the search engines. Video is great. Video builds trust and it breaks down the mystery between traditional retail and online retail. So content is super powerful. It works while you sleep. It works while you eat, you train, you relax. The two main reasons content marketing might have not worked for you in the past it could possibly be volume. You just didn't create enough volume or quality, which could be as simple as really like not understanding the platform you're posting on, trying to repurpose some for different platforms that didn't quite work. But it's now time to consider how your content looks and dial it up in 2023. they my top 10 tips for the year. In summary, congrats on getting through the year. It's been a roller coaster in e-com. We've had two years in lockdowns essentially, which sort of, I guess fast track, many of the changes and implementations. It drove up the cost per clicks and cost per acquisition, got super competitive. Then personally I noticed a trend in search traffic being fairly consistent, but conversion rates dropping a little as people went back into store. So they were using e com sites more for research, which also illustrates the need for more content. If you've enjoyed this podcast throughout the year, as I said up the top, I'd really appreciate a review or a you know a five star Uh, like anyway if we can get that on the podcast stores wherever you may listen to it from I'm always open to suggestions too as to how I can make it better if you have any special guests you'd love to hear from if there's any topics that I'm yet to cover that you would love me to cover I'm more than happy to receive that feedback I've also included a quiz in the notes and about us section if you'd like to you can just jump on there it's 14 questions and it really just becomes a self-reflection piece, and it might highlight to you some of the areas that you're potentially could grow, uh, or opportunities for growth for 2023 that you may not have been aware of, or that might have been hiding, or you'd never thought of those sorts of things. So, I'd love you to fill out the quiz and uh, and see how you go, and hopefully provide some great value for you. Still, had a couple more episodes for the year, but um, yeah, thank you again for listening. It's been a great year, and I've really enjoyed it. Cheers.